This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. The attempts to shut down Elon Musk continue. It's kind of interesting to me to watch it because he, of course, was the darling of the left because he was uh, he was doing electric cars. All of a sudden, he decided that it wasn't okay that free speech was not available on these online platforms. Decided he would buy Twitter. He now has renamed it to X. And um, after buying it, he's been attacked mercilessly because he won't get in line. Those on the left in this country, those who are the controllers, those who are the regulators in this country, want online services to kowtow to them. I'll never forget Jen Psaki, the then um, press secretary for Joe Biden, said, if you're banned or unable to use one platform, all the platforms should get rid of you. By the way, that's Chocolate Voice, that is Polo, that's Sam, everybody getting done today. Appreciate you all being here. She literally said that. Now, keep in mind, this was during the pandemic. The pandemic. I think you have to use that. Carrie, I think you have to use that echo when you say the pandemic, no? Mm, it sounds more somber. Ominous. Yeah, so a good one, yeah. Pandemic. Ominous. Say it. Pandemic. I don't have the I button. Work. Oh, okay. I don't. What did that happen? Hold on. We gotta give you the button. No. I need. I thought a I, I set up to where you could do the button. No. 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 I have no. Hold button. on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do it now. Pandemic. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> pretty good. I need my That's own button. Good. Come on. It's pretty good. All right. So, um, if you dared say hydroxychloroquine works and it does, or ivermectin works and it does, if you said those things, you were banned from social media. I still, to this day, get no views on Facebook, and I've got almost 400,000 followers there. They just don't let anybody see my stuff because I dared interview people about other therapies for the pandemic. And I dared interview, like, I don't know, Mike Lindell and Rudy Giuliani. Who, how dare I? And then once Facebook did that, others started doing it. Well, Elon Musk decided, I'm going to make it more independent. Now, Carrie, I think he'll deny it to this day, but I think it had a lot to do with the Babylon Bee. Mm, okay. You remember that whole story? Refresh my memory. The Babylon Bee, which is a satire outlet run by Seth Dillon, great guy, we've had him on the program. Um, they dared name Rachel Levine their man of the year. Mm. Recall that? I do. Sam, remember that whole that whole big thing? Oh yeah. So they put up a picture, and this they literally are a parody site. 
And they actually interviewed Elon Musk before this. I, and I, I don't know if it was about Twitter or about something else. I think it was about something else. But they posted this, and Twitter locked them out of their account, suspended them with millions and millions of I think it's millions of followers. I can take a look real quick. Babylon B, who I don't think follows me. How dare they? Let's see here. The B. Really? Everybody's using Babylon in their name, so, so the wrong name came up. Somebody else came up. Uh, they've got 3.2 million followers. They follow eight people and carry They don't follow me. That's crazy, isn't it? It's totally insane that they don't gonna follow you. are going to follow eight. I should be eight. one of the eight, right? Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yes, of course. I'm number eight in the talk show host list and stuff, so come on. Huh. Anyway, so they banned the B because they dared call Rachel Levine, who spent 50 years of life as Richard Levine, is a biological man and now has gone by Rachel Levine for some reason. They dared call Rachel Levine the man of the year, and they were shut down. They were banned. They had to bend the knee and get rid of the tweet, or else they couldn't come back on. So they were not back on for a long time, so they never bent the knee. And the story goes, Elon Musk either texted or called Seth Dillon and said, hey, did you really get suspended for that? And then later, when he ends up buying Twitter, he said it wasn't about you know that. I didn't spend $44 billion dollars over one account on on there, but it was more about the public square, a public forum, and people having freedom of speech. And then it became freedom of speech, not freedom of reach, and then it became lawful but awful. But I think little by little, even though he still had some restrictions in there, because when you say freedom of reach, not freedom of speech, you really mean that you're not going to let other people see or, or hear what you're saying if we disagree with it. You can post it, we're not going to ban you or suspend you, but nobody's going to see it. Or lawful but awful, same thing. You're allowed to say it, but it's awful, so we're not going to let anybody see it. Well, little by little, the left has been chipping away at Elon Musk. They've been going after this guy nonstop. He decided the other day to agree with some tweet, which was about American Jews and what they are or are not in control of. Something to that effect, that's the context of it, but it's a paraphrase. And let me say something I've been saying for many years. I am a huge supporter of Israel. It is the promised land biblically. That place geographically has been Israel for thousands of years. I'm a big supporter of the Jewish people. They are the chosen people by God, in my opinion, according to my religion. Not in my opinion, that's a fact, according to my religion. But American Jews, for some reason, have been very liberal for a long time. I don't know why, because Jewish people, by, by definition, are conservative people. They believe in family values. They believe in their higher power. They believe in in, in a, a culture that is a Judeo-Christian Western culture where we have the Ten Commandments as our guide and the Magna Carta as our guide. But for some reason, Jewish people in America are predominantly liberals and Democrats, and it makes no sense why they would be. So I'm allowed to say that without somebody thinking I'm a Jew hater or a an anti-Semite. But they were waiting for Elon Musk to say something, and he said something, and since he said it, and it was, I think that his, his answer to some tweet was, this is absolutely true. Something like that. And Carrie, I think you've got it in the story. But he says something on Twitter in a response to another tweet, and that said he's an anti-Semite. Now he's gone to Israel, literally went to the war zone, and an outlet like The Hill 
is pretending like he's just trying to make up for what he did wrong. Carrie, if you don't mind, give me that Hill story. Uh, Elon Musk is seeking to do damage control amid an advertising pullout over anti-Semitic remarks he made on X, the troubled social media platform, once known as Twitter, that the billionaire took over last year. Musk on Monday took a tour of an Israeli kibbutz attacked by Hamas on October 7th with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as his guide. The Israeli government published photos of the visit, saying he was shown a residence where a regional council chair was killed on the morning of the attack during an exchange of gun fire. Netanyahu also took Musk to a second residence where the tech and media mogul was told the story of a four-year-old Israeli girl whose parents were killed before she was abducted by Hamas. The trip, which at times resembled a state visit, was not without controversy. Critics of Netanyahu basked the Israeli leader and Musk for the image rehabilitation effort. Blatant anti-Semite and publisher of anti-Semitism Elon Musk should be persona non grata in Israel, wrote Esther Solomon, the editor-in-chief of independent Israeli newspaper Haaretz. Instead, Netanyahu plumbing new depths of amoral sycamancy gives him a PR visit to a neighborhood devastated by Hamas. Profane, venal, bilious, both of them. Musk sparked widespread outrage and condemnation days earlier with a social media post that agreed with the user who appeared to be touting the great replacement theory that Jewish people and American elites are seeking to replace white American populations with non-white immigrants. The Post stated Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectal hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. You have said the actual truth, Musk replied to the user. Musk was already taking heat at the time of the Post after the progressive watchdog Media Matters for America issued a report laying out how X is placing advertising next to hateful content. Musk has responded by suing the watchdog, alleging it is maliciously lying about how the platform operates. And the billionaire's interaction with the anti anti-Semitic post and the Media Matters report have combined to result in some of the world's largest companies such as Apple and IBM pulling advertising from the platform. Thank you for that. The story that you just read is not an opinion piece. It's allegedly a technology news piece from the Hill. It says technology on the top. It's written by somebody named Dominic Mastrangelo. And it's nothing but an opinion piece. The headline is opinion. Elon Musk does damage control with trip to Israel. Well, does damage control is an opinion. He might have been planning to go to Israel anyway. He might have wanted to go to Israel to go in and, and walk through the war zone or see where the terrorist organization Hamas launched its terrorist attack. We don't know why he went, but it certainly is not. He did not carry it. Elon Musk. Say, I'm going to go to Israel to, to control the damage. No, I don't think he did. So calling it damage control would be an opinion, would it not? It would then the first line, Elon Musk is seeking to do damage control amid an advertising pullout over anti-Semitic remarks he made on X. This is, again, the reporter saying that he made anti-Semitic remarks, which he didn't. What he said was, this is the actual truth, when somebody was talking about liberals and Jewish Americans who also align with liberals and what their the opinion was that they were trying to bring in more people that were of different cultures to replace White people in America. I'm not saying I agree with that, but it doesn't come off as anti-Semitic. You can call it anti-immigrant if you want or anti-replacement theory if you want. You can call it a conspiracy if you want, but calling it anti-Semitic is really a reach. But the reporter just says it as if it's true and then says anti-Semitic remarks he made on X, the troubled social media platform. Carrie, am I wrong? Using the word troubled is an opinion, is it not? It is, yes. I use it every day. I don't find it to be troubling. 
You don't like it as much. You might be troubled by it. Polo might think it's fine. Maybe he's not. Maybe Sam thinks that it is. Who knows? But these are all opinions. You can't just say it's troubled because you feel like it. But he does. The troubled social media platform once known as Twitter that the billionaire took over last year. Musk on Monday took a tour of the Israeli kibbutz attacked by Hamas on October 7th with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as his guide. Then they get into somebody from Haaretz, which is a news outlet in Israel who clearly wrote an opinion piece. And he reports it like it's news. Listen, Elon Musk can say whatever he wants. He's a big boy. He can handle when somebody goes after him. He is suing Media Matters, and I hope he wins. Because Media Matters and so many other left-wing organizations who, by the way, would support, many of them would support Hamas or the Palestinians, they're acting as if they're beside themselves over this alleged anti-Semitism that he didn't, if he writes the tweet, I get it, you can, you can break down the tweet. He says it's true. Now question the body of the tweet. Don't say a blanket statement that it's anti this, that, or the other because you feel like it because you hate, you hate the fact that Elon Musk believes in freedom of speech. And the idea that it's somehow a hateful outlet now is ridiculous. Before, all the hate came from one side. Now you're getting people on the other side giving counter arguments. Suddenly it's, it's a, a, a bastion of hate. That's not true. It's a bastion of freedom. It's a bastion of being able to say what you want. It's a bastion of the government can't stop you from saying what you want on this outlet anymore because somebody decided to pay $44 billion for it. It's ridiculous. I hate that they do this, and they do it with impunity. Well, they did. I don't think it's, they're going to be doing it with impunity now because he's suing them. And again, I hope that he wins because Media Matters has always been a, a far left-wing outlier that has done nothing but attack people who don't agree with them. And not, not only attack in a, in a small way, but attack the advertisers, attack their platforms, attack their families, attack them personally. This is what they do. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Do you think that Elon Musk is is trying to take up for his anti-Semitism on his troubled outlet? Uh, and would you have believed that story as a straight news story had I not jumped in and outlined for you exactly why it's an opinion piece? Your thoughts on that? And, and where do you get your news? Are you buying this garbage when they bring it? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Definitely want to hear from you. Kara Dansky, by the way, at the bottom of the hour, she's written a book about what's going on with female uh, sports, female just institutions in this country, femininity, feminism. What's going on with that as men keep on infiltrating? She's going to break it down. Uh, her new book it really does outline it. A great conversation you're going to want to hear. In the meantime, i got to tell you about Eden Pure. We've got that great air purifier called the thunderstorm uses oxy technology it destroys viruses odors mold in your air and so much more with over 350,000 sold it works and it works very well we've got three of these in our house they work extremely well we know where they are because it smells like a thunderstorm has come through leaving that fresh clean air behind and it takes care of all sorts of scents odors smells litter boxes trash cans cigarette smoke dirty diapers and more the powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules, which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. And best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you money. Start enjoying your home again. Get several thunderstorms. And right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home protection. Get three units for under $200. Put one anywhere you need it. 
Go right now to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS, P-A-G-S. Save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is PAGS. Shipping is absolutely free. Back after this in the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Thanks, I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. Kara Dansky at the bottom of the hour. She's got a brand new book out. It's called The Reckoning. How the Democrats and the left betrayed women and girls. And she is a liberal. She is a Democrat. She and I don't agree on a lot. We agree on this. We'll have that for you after the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that, all right? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Want to go to the phone lines. Again, these are so-called news outlets that are putting out opinion pieces, pretending that they are somehow news and they're journalism. They're not. That line has been blurred for a long time, and I'm here to, to correct them when they do it wrong. Now, again, keep in mind, was a journalist for a long time. I know how to do the job. Now I'm an opinionist. I'm an editorialist. I'm somebody who gives my commentary, my opinion on news stories. But we'll always give you the news story first. We'll always give you the source of that news story. Then I'll tell you why I, I think it's right or wrong, or I'll give you my opinion on on what we should do about it. That piece was not a news story. That was an opinion piece. And within the opinion piece, they had an opinion piece from uh, from the Herods over in uh, in Israel, which, again, seemed to bolster his initial case about how bad Elon Musk is, but the entire thing was just a hit job. Let me go to Michael, who's in Wichita. Michael, what's going on? Hi. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Peck? Living the dream, I, I, man. You know, <clears throat> I listened to that, and I could tell by the language it was just, an opinion piece, you know, that was uh, being told, you know, and usually when I listen to you, you tell the news and then you actually tell people, this is my opinion, right? you know, and you go about that. People know what you're actually talking about, you know, and I was just telling, um, was it, uh, Carrie earlier, Sam, um, I think that's her name. If Sam. I got it wrong. It's I'm Sam. Really. Samantha, Sam. But anyway, yeah. she asked me, she says, well, what do you think about uh, people and the news? You know, I said, well, I think most people, when they hear the news, they just kind of shut down because they're sick of hearing things, you know, that that are wrong. Michael, uh, I got you. I, I appreciate it. I don't think you could hear me. Uh, it sounds like you're just sort of talking into the phone, but I love you like a brother. I'm glad that you, that you like what we do. Uh, yeah, Sam answers the phone. Sam is my daughter. Her name is Samantha. She goes by Sam, and uh, she answers the phone. Uh, it, it, uh, she and Carrie, I don't think sound that, that similar, but on the phone, maybe they do. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's Sam. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I appreciate what you said. I think most people cannot tell its opinion. I think most people think it's news, especially if they're authoritative about it. Especially if they're very direct about it. This guy says, this troubled website, that's an opinion. 
his anti-Semitic remarks. He didn't make any anti-Semitic remarks. So you have to be able to decipher. And I think that's the value. A show like mine, I think, hopefully brings you a smile, makes you think, makes you makes you upset sometimes. Hopefully it'll make you engaged. But if nothing else, I hope that you walk away from my show every day and say, yeah, I got the straight skinny on that one. Then Pag told me his opinion. I either agree or disagree. But I got the straight, uh, the, the straight skinny on it. And now I know what the real news story was. And had he not said it, I might not. I might not have known that was an opinion piece. Now, the caller knew that it was an opinion piece, which is great. But I think other people hearing that today or maybe reading it on the Hill might have thought that was a true story. And then around the water cooler tomorrow at work or when they're out there, you know, cutting the lawn or whatever with the neighbor, um, they might say, no, no, I heard it on the news. It's got to be true. I'm glad that we could be a resource that does help you decipher what is and what isn't. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Carrie Dansky, when we come back, do not touch that dial. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.